Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's going on? This is If you look at the time, this is a long one. This is might be the longest episode up to,、uh, to date of the podcast. I can't remember, but I go through again. I'll tell you right now. I realized through this story, this is not the conclusion of the story. This is part two of the story. There's going to be part three. It's not super, super, super. Part three is not going to be super, super long like this one is, but、uh, this is like the main chunk of what happened. Uh, on the Cambodia saga. But before we do that, please like this podcast,、um, like this YouTube video, subscribe, notifications. I hear other YouTubers say this shit. Do some notification shit, push the bell, whatever the fuck that. Yeah, I mean, yeah push, there's a bell, push the bell. Okay, push the subscribe thing, push the like thing, push all that shit. Again, just push it all. Push it? No? Okay, I'm too old. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> salt and pepper, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, salt, just Google salt and pepper, push it, and you'll know what that was. Okay. But anyway, anyway, really, 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 really solid episode. You'll probably get some giggles out of my pain <laughs> from the past.、Um, but yeah, please like, please subscribe, listen, enjoy.、Uh, listen, enjoy. Well, that's what it is. Listen and enjoy. Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? I just spilled some of this shochu、uh, on the floor. Yikes.、Uh, interesting start to this episode. Hold on, let me try and wipe this shit up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever.、Um, we are back. This, what fucking episode is this? Number, I think, 132. 132, maybe? 131 or 132. I forgot. I think it's 132. Uh, I did not check it all.、Um, again, we're going to. Yeah, I think it's 132. Yeah, 132. 132. As Rod calls it, the Shochu Chronicles. I got the last little bit of the Shochu I had in the last episode.、Mm. Don't, worry, I, don't worry, I had a warm up beer before starting this. I don't know why. I got to fucking work tomorrow. So, <laughs> I got another beer in the fridge. So,、um, this is going to be like the main. Uh, you know, part of the story. Of course, if you haven't, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, if you're new to the YouTube channel or the podcast, go back and listen to the previous episode. I'll try and put a、um, little link dot thing to it on、uh, a little card to it on YouTube. But、um, a lot of background information、um, regarding, you know, how this long, drawn out. Cambodia story, and now we're into the main event. So, you know, again, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I'm not gonna sugarcoat, I'm not gonna summarize anything for you, just go back and listen to the previous episode. Um, but yeah, so well, okay, fuck, I am gonna recap a little bit. So, um, in the previous episode, you know, the trip to China was concluded, everything was a great fucking success. Uh, before I start this,、uh, is there anything, any updates, anything going on in Japan? Nothing really, still fucking hot as shit. Uh, you know, 35, 37 degrees. More Japanese people are are dying of heat stroke. I was watching the news, especially older people. Like the news, you know, I've probably said it before. 
older Japanese people don't really fuck with air conditioners like that. So the news is like informing older people that they got to fucking use the air conditioner when it's like 35 degrees Celsius, you know, in, in at nighttime and basically older people just dropping like flies mainly. Um, yeah, it's kind of fucking crazy. It shit happens every year here. Uh, you know, older people sleep without the air conditioner. I think because it's like traditional or urban legend that the air conditioner is bad for your lungs or something, shit like that. So what uh, what some Japanese people do, what many people do, is, you know, they'll, like, it's hot as fuck. Like, even at nighttime, it's like 80-something degrees, you know, Fahrenheit, like you know, 25, 26 degrees and people will set their timer, um, the air conditioner on a timer. So you'll 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 have your air conditioner cool, the windows are closed, you go to fucking sleep. Of course, the air conditioner goes off after a couple of hours, and you're just fucking hot. And um, what the news was saying the other night is like you you know if you're living in like a concrete building, your your room is just like a fucking oven because the concrete absorbs all the heat during the day, and that heat doesn't dissipate you know at night, so it just stays fucking hot all night long so you just had people just roasting in their fucking rooms you know basically i think they the news said like 20 percent of people over i want to say 60 people over 60 don't have air conditioners here which is fucking crazy you know but whatever i don't know it, it's kind of an expected kind of thing um here but hmm. that's about that for me um any updates or anything like that but but yeah, let's just let's just get into the story because um, it's not late late. I, I start I'm starting earlier than last time, but I definitely want to try and get this in or under within an hour if possible. So let, let's just get into it. I'm gonna um try and breeze through because this Cambodia story is 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 kind of <sighs> okay um, okay. So 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 here we go here we go stretch you get get loose get loose oh by the way oh, never mind, never mind. Uh, i just been starting to exercise a little bit trying to uh, do some jump rope shit you know the past few days because I'm, I'm i'm getting out of shape and it's actually really good for my shoulder i have like my um my job this chairs in my job have given me like a frozen shoulder over the past of years and um you know, being a dad and stuff, like, you know, having time, making time to go to the gym, plus trying to do all this shit doesn't, isn't really working, so, um, just squeezing in some time to, like, you know, go on, like, a, I drive there, <laughs> go on a little, ab not abandoned side street, but an empty side street behind, like, a, a warehouse, and I just, <laughs> I just jump rope, you know, and, and torture myself for a little while, and it's fucking heat, you know, until I can't take it anymore. My, my, my muscles are still sore. The, the balls of my feet are still sore, you know, but, but it's good. It's good. It feels good to be doing something, even if it's like, you know, a small kind of thing. So, so anyway, that, that's the only personal update for me, but, um, okay. Fucking Cambodia. So, all right. So, so yeah, we, here's the deal. So we go, we get back from China mm. and everybody's kind of riding high, if you will you know, from, from the trip, and, um, Mr. Kawasaki is like, yeah, you know, I'm moving my office, I'm setting up an office, and he sets up this office in, like, Shinagawa, uh, which is near, um, like, like, kind of Tokyo Bay, I, I help out with the move and stuff, I ride my bike over there, of course, in the middle of fucking summer, as I was doing at the time, uh, and, 
I just remember like eating the fucking, you know, I'm skinny as shit, eating because I'm riding my bike through Tokyo, sweating my brains, my balls off, like, you know, um, and yeah, I get there, eat the fucking rice ball, and the IT guy is just like looking at me like I'm crazy. He's like, Are you, you, you rode here on your bike? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, you eating, What do you got? I'm like, Oh, I got two rice balls. He's like, Okay, all right, whatever. You know, Japanese people don't really tell you you fucking tripping. <laughs> like, they're just like, All right. Um, or they'll just laugh. So he sets up this office, and, and the Chinese dude, you know, quit his job and moving in and, and moved in there. So, he split what he did was he split his office with this uh dude from Osaka who has some kind of shipping company or something like that he he was just like a chain smoking dude you know a little bit scary you know hard drinking fucking dude um really nice but just like you know he took us out a couple of times for really nice uh clubs and and stuff like that and just hanging out and shit I was like, okay, you know, again, again, at this time, you know, my confidence isn't, is not that high. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm rolling with the team. I'm going, you know, to, to, to some exclusive like nightclubs for dinner. You know, we got a whole table, private room, like we looking kind of ballish, ballerish, you know, some, some, some good shit's happening, you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay. Um, they got the office, you know, and the Chinese guy quits his job and he goes there first you know and mr kawasaki was like yeah because you know we're moving in china first so uh, you know i want him to be on the front lines you know making shit happen so just hold tight to kill you know it's all good i'm like hey hey i'm playing my position you know i'm lieutenant you know don't don't um you don't gotta tell me twice you know i'll play my part you know and but he's like, yeah, but you, you know, you my right hand. You know, I need you. I need you in this. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I got you. So, so that happens. And then, uh, sometime later, like, you know, I don't really know what's going on with, with, with that office so much. Uh, I just go once or twice. And, and I, I remember one time, like, I think the one of the only times I met the Chinese dude at that office, he was, he seemed really giddy, you know, he was like, hey, Keel, like, um, you know, hey, when are you coming, you know, when are, when are you, when are you moving, I'm like, oh, I got my own thing, and he seemed a little bit like, no, you know, he was a really positive guy, you know, um, really, really happy-go-lucky guy, but he, he seemed a bit flustered at the fact that I wasn't also gonna be working full-time there you know that i was still keeping my shit and he was kind of like just working there you know and i was kind of like hey but you know you got the the thing from china you know i heard like dudes vips were coming through like yo i'm about to just buy a whole tank of this shit just give me you know give me give me all that and that was what i heard from the it guy and he was like yeah in China, people kind of like, you know, exaggerate a bit and stuff like that. So I guess he was still trying to work the sales. But maybe now, in hindsight, maybe nothing was materializing the way it, was, it seemed like it would in the beginning. So that might have been where some of his frustration was coming in, you know. And, I, and I mean, he's there all day, every day, working the phones, working the emails, and the money's not flowing in like even you might have thought it would, you know, from this miracle fucking oil additive, you know. And... So, uh, some time passes, uh, weeks, maybe, maybe a month, I can't remember. 
And Mr. Kawasaki's like, hey, Akil, got some great news for you. Cambodia. We're going to Cambodia. I'm like, what? He's like, yo, Cambodia is the next. I mean, he's not saying it like this, of course. This is <laughs> this is how I remember him saying it. But um, I don't oh, know. I remember exactly how he said it. But I can't do an impression of him um, effectively at all. My wife says some horrible impressions. But anyway, um, so like he's like, yeah, we're going to Cambodia. It's going down. You're going to be the lead salesman. You know, Cambodia's economy is developing. Um, a lot of Japanese business people are going over there. You know, it's perfect. You got it. They're English speaking country. Boom. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to Cambodia, you know, awesome. Great. So long story short, like, uh, how this whole thing was set. Oh no. But before <laughs> I forgot all this shit. So this I think I told you in the previous episode, like I hadn't been to America for a while, you know, for maybe like three or four years at that point, just because I had set my mind like I wasn't going back until I figured out what I wanted to do with my life and where direction I was heading. So, you know, I was missing my parents and I kind of was like, uh, I kind of need to soften my stance a little bit. My 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 um my wife and was getting a little worried about me, you know, cause I was, again, I was like really intense, really like completely the opposite of what you see right now. <laughs> like I was just like, you can't like, uh, you, if you talk to the person I was in like 2011, 2012, you'd be like, who the fuck are you, man? You know, cause I was just like, you know, you gotta try, you know, kind of thing. So, whatever so you know i was like all right yeah maybe maybe i should just kind of go back um and especially because mr kawasaki was like i need um i want you to order this fucking machine and it's like so the oil additive there was like this demo video and in it they had this machine that kind of demonstrated the lubricative that's a word uh, power of this oil additive and so like in in this which this is the same thing that i did the voiceover for so it was this guy it was like this old 90s video and this guy you know door door-to-door -door salesman basically um he had this fucking it was like this uh, machine that rotated like a um not a crank but like a little what is it like fucking not wheel but a piece i can't even think of the name for it but it's like a round piece that was spinning right and so and there was like a handle and if you pull down on the handle you could um apply pressure to that spinning piece and you know it would stop so what 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 the demonstration in the video was you know was the guy would go to a factory be like look this is awesome pull down on the lever you know it'll stop like all right now i'm gonna add some of this magic sauce on it <laughs> you know and then you can see how thick and goopy it is and all this stuff and it's, it's great it's, it's viscous it's, it's awesome so then like he'll pull down on it and people try and pull down the lever and it wouldn't stop right and you're like see it's amazing you want it you want to buy it right imagine what this shit's gonna do for your um fucking machinery your factory machinery and all this shit like you won't have to do like oil changes or 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 any 
shit at all forever or some shit like i i don't remember again this shit this is like a long time ago i'm trying to put it outside of my brain so mm. so mr kawasaki wanted a similar type of machine and there was one company that sold that machine so he was like akil i need you to order this machine we need it for the cambodia trip i was like i'll give you the money i was like all right so i contacted people and now <laughs> I had to learn another lesson too. Uh, America and Japan are very different. And I had, at this point in time, I had been in Japan uh, for probably, you know, less than 10 years, but about like seven, eight years around that time. So I'd kind of gotten accustomed to the Japanese way of doing things, delivery, customer service, shit like that. Now I, I kind of forgot about how loosey goosey American, America can be with shit like this. So, um, what I planned to do, I was like, okay, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll go back to America. I didn't even know if this shit was legal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> customs man just like busted my ass. <laughs> but my plan was to like, you know, fly back to America, visit my family in DC, uh, hang out, request delivery of the machine, you know, while I'm in DC take the machine with me back to Japan and deliver it to Mr. Kawasaki. That's what I was going to do. Cause I think, you know, um, customs was like expensive for it and things like that. Again, I'm just pulling it. I'm, this is the type of shit that Mr. Kawasaki had me doing, right? Like he was just like, go ahead and do it. You got it. But again, I was so at the, at the time, half delusional, you know, half naive, to the to a lot, you, look, I fucking show up to the airport without a visa going to China. Come on now, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, you know. But um, but um, yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just bring it back, you know. And so I call, you know, they're like, okay, cool, great. You want delivered on this date? Perfect, no problem at all. So I time it up with my trip, go back to America, have fun with my family, and of course, of course they don't deliver the machine on time. Like, you know, I remember like, I remember clearly cause I, I had a cell phone. I was at one of my cousin's house and I'm like calling the fucking company. Like, yo, you were supposed to deliver this shit yesterday. And they're like, yeah, we ain't deliver it yet. We ain't, we ain't send it yet. I'm like, I was just like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, this is America. This is not Japan. Like they got my money. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get it when I get it. Oh shit. <laughs> so, so basically I had to explain like, look, I'm going back to Japan. I, this is why I asked you for this date. And I was like, look, y'all just got to send me, send this shit to Japan, man. Cause you know, I, I can't, ain't nothing I can do. So that's what ended up happening. Like basically, you know, Mr. Kawasaki just had to pay for fucking customs and, and get it delivered. You know, he's like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll, you know, he, he was like, everything was okay. He'll make it work. And again, at the time I was like, Hey, Mr. Kawasaki so cool. He understands me. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, he was just a fucking idiot. Mm. But apparently so was I. So, <laughs> so, all right, so we're getting ready to go to Cambodia. We got the machine, you know, that's loaded on the plane and, and, and I forgot. And, and, uh, the first, cause actually I didn't tell you, I ended up going to Cambodia twice, actually. Ta-da, surprise. <laughs> yeah, so. So the, this is the first trip to Cambodia, right? And the first trip to Cambodia was an adventure. Like, um, 
So the first trip to Cambodia, Mr. Kawasaki went. Uh, the second trip, he didn't go. So here's like the plan for the first trip was like this, like Mr. Kawasaki arranged. Hold on, let me double check. Make sure this shit. Okay, okay, I didn't check the angle, so you know, hopefully all this shit's like lined up perfectly. It, it should be lined up. All right, let me get my cushions all acceptable. So, so because I'm getting to the meat of the story now, so. So what what happened was um, Mr. Kawasaki arranged like a Japanese uh, what's the word not not like consulting company and what they do is like they kind of grease the wheels for you whatever you want to do in that country you know um, Cambodia is kind of a booming place for Japan Japanese business at that time of course labor's cheap the economy's booming it's cheap young the economy's booming uh, you, you know this offshoring globalism you know the deal right so hmm. so japan was i mean not japan cambodia was and probably still is you know um ground zero for that like they were just opening up a new eon mall which is just a ja eon is a japanese company so you know it was clear like japan was trying to put their foothold in phnom penh uh so uh, we got basically we, we you know fast forward we, we fly through singapore and um uh what happened is the consulting company they have their office and what they do they'll introduce you to people you know whatever business you want to do but of course they won't take any responsibility they're just taking money to introduce businesses to be in the middleman you know introduce people to cambodia now now <laughs> the one thing i remember first night going there right is japan so I mean, sorry, it's Japanese, a Japanese consulting company. So um, me, Mr. Kawasaki, and the IT guy uh, go there. Also, he, Mr. Kawasaki's like, "Come on, IT guy, you gotta go too." At this point, me and IT guy are starting to become, you know, cool and everything like that. So um, the first thing, you know, he's like, is like, Mr. Kawasaki and, and, and the consulting guy. I forgot his name, but it was clear that consulting guy had been in Cambodia for a while and you know for Japanese people he had you know gotten kind of like not island fever but you know he was kind of like Cambodia'd out you know he had his groove he had his it was clear he had his set pattern of things that he would do when he was for a new client you know take you to the ramen shop take you to uh, izakaya i think it was izakaya yeah izakaya that serves kind of japanese style ramen japanese style food for some reason i don't know japanese people really like to eat japanese food when they go to other countries i guess it's just like a comfort kind of thing i don't know but um and take it to the hostess bar right like that was like this guy has his hostess bar you know so um it, again, it's like a Japanese kind of business thing, going to a hostess bar. You heard me talk about hostess bars before. So, you know, this guy, I, I can't remember his name. Um, let's just call him, what do I call him? Let's call him Mr. Cambodia. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about that? Let's call this guy Mr. Cambodia. Because, you know, he was just like, you know, the boss man in Phnom Penh, apparently, you know, because he was running the Cambodia branch office. So he had like, um, a few Japanese people, but mainly young uh Cambodian I forgot the name of native Cambodian people uh, Kumer I want to say Kumer uh, Kumer 
but I'll just call him Cambodian. Um, he had young, you know, staff of Cambodian people, um, who were studying, learning Japanese. Um, and you know, they were, um, they were really nice, but the first night I'm still, I'm fucking kind of delirious cause we went through Singapore and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of jet lagged. I'm kind of tired, you know, and we, we finally get, yeah, <laughs> I remember what, <laughs> Jesus, I remember. Okay. So I just, I'm just getting flashbacks and shit. So I had, again, another red flag that came <laughs> of why Mr. Kawasaki was not the sharpest knife in the fucking drawer. Like, we get to Phnom Penh, and, and, and at this time, let me, let me remind you, I'm, I'm kind of bigger. I was bigger at this time. Like, I, I was lifting weights. You know, I was still, I think, just finished maybe doing martial arts for like maybe five, six years. Um, yeah, so, you know, I was... I was freelancing, so my schedule was different. So to get out, like, a lot of my stress and anxiety, I was going to hitting the gym a lot, you know, maybe three, maybe four times a week at that time. So, you know, I, I was kind of weightlifting, so I was a lot bigger than I am now. Or, 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 or I, fuck, I can't, I can't remember. Um, and, you know, because my, my perspective of my, how I, how I'm, I was kind of, at that time, you know, you, you don't really know how you are, but, but I think, I think what happened was, yeah, I was at that time I was still working out. So I was big after I stopped working out and continued to freelance. Maybe I got and also like stress or whatever, and whatever got skin. I lost weight. That's when I really lost weight. Like, um, around 2012, I think like that. I got really fucking skinny. So, I was still, I, I remember because some of the things that happened, I must have been still pretty big, right? Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm like 200 pounds now, but you know, I was like maybe I, I can't remember how, I, yeah, I was like 185, but just muscle, you know, at that time, I was 185, like really low body fat and just muscle, so, um, you know, like I was, I was diesel, <laughs> but anyway, 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 so when we get to, um, but this plays into some shit that happens, this is why, this is kind of an important point, because it plays into some shit that happens while we were in Cambodia, so, um, so, one trigger, one thing that should have been a warning sign for me, was when we got to the airport in Phnom Penh, Phnom Penh airport, I don't remember who, someone picked this up, I don't remember that shit. The one thing that stands out in my mind, we get off the fucking plane, we gotta change some money. Now, I didn't know, like, Mr. IT guy, you know, he had a book, and he was researching and reading about stuff, and the language, and same thing, uh, Mr. Kawasaki. Me, I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna rely on my street smarts, you know, I'm not really, like, the study-study kind of guy, I just need to feel, you know... I'm I'm more of like a street smarts kind of guy. Like, let me just get there, feel out the situation. And I'll figure it out as I go kind of thing. They, you know, they were like reading tourist guide books and shit like that. And I was like, all right, y'all do the Japanese thing. I'll just kind of watch your back on the street smarts kind of level. Because I kind of got the feeling y'all don't know what the fuck is up. Right? <laughs> so, so <laughs> this, shit, this shit ain't Tokyo. We're not in, we're not in Tokyo anymore. So... We get off the fucking plane. We get, you know, like, oh, we got to change some money. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's change some money. Now, IT guy, he 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 checked and read like, hey, 
um, the local currency here isn't really used as much as US dollars. So he changed a little bit of US dollars. I changed a little bit of US dollars. Like, cool, good looking on the information. I changed a little bit of US dollars. Mr. Kawasaki over here, <laughs> this guy's like, no, I want the local currency. And so he changes a bunch of money and he gets like a stack of like, like no joke, a stack of local currency like this. And he's like, look, I'm rich. Wow. And, and I'm just like, are you fucking serious? And, you know, we were both like, don't do that. He's like, look, I got money. And I'm just like, don't do that we're not in fucking japan anymore you know like i'm just behind him like we're not in japan anymore and um i was just like fuck you know because remember this guy's an idiot so i'm like i gotta watch his back here and, and you know i i don't know about how dangerous cambodia is i don't know how dangerous phnom penh is but i know it's a lot danger more dangerous than tokyo you know <laughs> we're in the real world now we're not in japan land anymore so, and, and IT guy, you know, he's Japanese, but he has some sense and he's kind of like kind of street, he's Japanese street smart. So even though he's, you know, still very Japanese, like he'll kind of adapt to the situation. He'll feel, you know, read the tea leaves, pick up on some shit that I'm telling them. Like, you know, if I'm explaining like what I'm seeing, he'll kind of pick up on that too. And be like, okay. Like, so that's where our friendship kind of came in because we started kind of communicating with each other and we got to deal with this fucking idiot over here. Who's like running, around, <laughs> running around. Like he's like shoving fucking bills in his little, like, you know, pouch. He's like, yeah, yeah it can't fit in. This is great. Oh my gosh. I got so much money. <laughs> and we're just like, you're going to get killed in an alley. <laughs> like you're going to get stabbed in a fucking alley. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> we just looked at each other like, oh, fuck. Right? So, <laughs> I just remember that. It's like, honestly, like, it was literally like this much fucking bills. It was stupid. It was like. I don't even know how much it was a few hundred dollars. Like, you know, I don't even know how much it was, but you know, just the visuals of it. If you're going to like a, you know, a third world, I think third world or developing at this point, I don't know, uh, country, you can't just go around flashing money like that. You just, but whatever, 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 whatever. See, I'm going to start getting upset about this shit again. <laughs> Fucking drink. Let me just drink some shit. <laughs> mm. All right. So, so fast forward that night, yeah, we check into our hotel and then, you know, we, we go meet the Mr. Cambodia at the consulting company's offices and he's like, all right, I'm going to take you guys out. Uh, I think, yeah, we went to um, eat and then he's like, all right, let's go. I think it was like a Friday. I can't remember. Um, but he was like, hey, let, let, let me, I'll take you out for some entertainment, you know, which of course he can do on the company's entertainment budget. So because Mr. Kawasaki probably already paid the consulting fee. So, it's, what else do Japanese do? You're going to take them to the hostess bar, right? And that's what you do in Cambodian hostess bar, of course. Okay. So, which is no big deal. Like, it's not like a brothel or anything. It's just like a hostess bar. Because um, it's clearly catered for Japanese businessmen, right? Now, the, you've heard if you've heard me talk about hostess bars, 
in the past. You know I'm not really a big fan of going to hostess bars with Japanese dudes. Um, I'll just recap this because nine times out of ten, like, damn it, every, almost every time, except for that one time I went to that really, 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 really nice expensive place. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and, and just find it somewhere. Just listen to all the episodes. If you're on YouTube, um, you just got to go back and listen to the audio. Um, but it's a really, really great hostess bar story. Some way back somewhere in one of the episodes. I don't know. All right. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So like, I'm not a big fan of, of hostess bars in Japan at all, you know, except for that one time I went, that was really, really nice. And I'm definitely not a fan of Cambodian hostess bars. When I'm going with Japanese dudes, it's even worse. And he, I'll tell you why. In a Japanese hostess bar, like I'm dealing with, you know, Japanese dudes having a blast. I'm chilling and I tell the host, either I have to, I've had to repeat the same questions over and over again. I just give them the answers just because I get the same questions over and over again as they rotate hostesses in and out. Or when I tell the hostess, hey, look, I don't need a lot of, I'm not, it's not my culture. I don't need you to be like all serving me and, you know, like pouring my drinks and shit like that. Like, fuck it. Let me just pour you a drink. Like, just chill the fuck out. Like, you know, like I don't need like any of this shit. You don't got to talk to me if you don't want to. Like, if, you, if you're tired, just fucking rest. We can have a small talk if we want. But, like, you don't got to feel any pressure to, like, you know, appease me or anything like that. And because I, I, that's what I tell them, you know, I'm like, you just fucking take a 10-minute break, whatever. It's fine. And um, they're like, oh, you're so nice. Oh, my God. And then they just fucking tell me their life story. They tell me all their problems. They tell me how rude all the customers are to them. And it's just like holy shit you know <laughs> like so i'm either fielding repetitive questions or i'm i'm being a fucking psychologist to this fucking depressed ass hostess like you know like and that's and while on while on the side of me i got like you know a group of japanese dudes laughing hooping it all up you know like you know going all crazy so it's just not fun a fun deal for me at all it's, it, only one time it was interesting right so um but a Cambodian one is even worse. Why? Because in Japan, I'm speaking Japanese. Everyone's speaking Japanese, right? In a Cambodian hostess bar, the hostesses can't speak Japanese, right? So they're just like looking pretty and maybe, you know, simple words, maybe some one or two simple English words and whatever, fuck it, the, 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 the the Japanese businessmen don't they don't care because they're on fucking vacation and they're just around some Cambodian chicks and it's like all good. I my ass walks in. I can speak English. I can speak Japanese. Now I'm the translator for the whole goddamn hostess bar. Right? <laughs> like literally. Like I just hopped off a plane. I haven't gotten any sleep. And you know they're they're basically making me drink fucking Jack Daniels and translate for like I don't even know how many people like I I don't I can't remember but it was maybe like eight ten people I'm just translating between Japanese and English like wait what did you, what did you say what does that mean what is it here drink some more Jack Daniels what did you say what did you say oh you're so funny oh you're so great oh what does that mean what is he saying like it was just fucking ridiculous like it was it with with 
and man, don't don't mind. This is not like a quiet room. This is like I remember what the room was like. It was like it's you know uh, Cambodian <laughs> room, big open room with like a sofa and you know black lights and, and strobe lights flashing all over the fucking place and and you know loud ass music so i can't even hear everything everyone's saying they can't hear each other they can't understand each other and i gotta fucking translate this shit while while i'm getting force-fed jack daniels that does not sound like a fun time at all right while i'm still nervous trying to figure out what the fuck i'm doing here on this crazy ass business trip yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, if, if I remember correctly, we arrived on the weekend or something like that, and and one on on the weekday we were gonna start with, um, yeah, I think it was something like that. Like we arrived on Friday, and so we just met the dude, Mister Cambodia, and um. Then he took us out. Then we had the weekend to, I think, just chill. And then, like, a couple of days of meeting people Monday, Tuesday, or some shit like some shit like that. So, um, on the weekend, like, you know, we do some sightseeing shit. And, you know, we go out to eat and go out to drink and stuff like that. And, you know, just hanging out. Um, and one thing I remember, like, where I was just like, I saw kind of like for the first time because Mr. Kawasaki was always like a smiling kind of guy, always smiling, always laughing, kind of like a doofus. He's just a doofus. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Mr. Kawasaki, you're a fucking doofus. I'm sorry to say it, but fucking fuck. Like, you know, um, and, and like, you know, uh, just, just, just. Uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just getting flashed. I, you know, again, this is a long time ago. I'm just gonna. I don't know the exact timeline of some of these things that happened. I'm gonna just talk about some of the um, events that popped out. A couple, a series, a few events that popped out in my head that I clearly remember happening. Right. So Phnom Penh is just basically like a ri- riverside is like the main kind of entertainment district um, with restaurants and bars and hostess bars and shit like that. Whatever. Um, so, you know, um, but in our hotel, like at nights, we just went to Riverside. There was like another Japanese dude who had like a restaurant there. So we went to his restaurant, you know, just give him some business and, and talk about uh, life in Japan, in Cambodia and shit like that. And, you know, uh, Mr. Again, Mr. Cambodia hooked us up with, with the restaurant, Japanese restaurant dude. So, um, so, and, you know, the Japanese restaurant dude, he had a Cambodian wife. He had a kid and he was just hanging out there, you know. He's just like, you know, posted up in Cambodia, just doing his thing. So he was cool. So, mm, like, uh, just, uh, I, I don't know what day it is, but just, uh, again, a couple of things I remember happening you know, during that weekend were like, one, uh, we're walking down the street, you know, we're in another country. So a guy comes up. Walk past, hey, party time, you know, flashes, he's got a bag of weed he wants to sell. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. We're good, you know. And I tell the Japanese people, they're like, he had weed? Oh, shit, it's dangerous. I'm like, it's not dangerous, just fucking relax. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, weed is not dangerous. Like, someone trying to sell you weed is not dangerous. They're not dangerous. They're just trying to make a sale. It's fine, you know, and... 
you know, Mr. Kawasaki was kind of freaked out for a little while. I'm like, don't worry, God damn it. Like, you know, this is the type of shit that I have to, I have to do. Um, IT guy, you know, I could explain it to him. He's like, okay, it makes sense. But, you know, um, Mr. Kawasaki's like, no, 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 no. Remember, he's a doofus, right? So he's like, no, 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 no. He's trying to, he's trying to, basically, what was so frustrating was this dude, you know, I clearly could, IT guy, I could be like, look, you know, if he, if he had a perception of something that was happening, I had to be like, look, this is not Japan. You know, and, and, and this is very clear. This is not Japan. So you kind of can't think of it in a Japanese kind of way. And then he'd be like, okay, you're right. Gotcha. Mr. Kawasaki. No, he was so stuck in his frame of mind of what he thought he knew about Japan and how people should act. He just couldn't get outside of that. And like, you know, especially we're we're in a place where I don't know. There is a possibility of danger being around. You know, I don't know. We're in like the main touristy area, but like, I'm still on guard. I'm a. I'm not. I remember I told you like inside Japan, I let my guard down. I'm outside Japan, especially you know another Asian country. I got my guard up at least a bit. I'm you know I'm like, and especially because I got to take care of these two dudes. So, um, I'm you know my radar's up. So another thing that happened, like we're, um, I think we're, yeah, we're in a restaurant. I think maybe the, um, the, um, no, 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 I'll tell you the, before that story, I'll tell you another daytime story. So for another thing that happened, we were sightseeing in some market or something like that. And like, you know, they're just like walking around do, 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 do. and I'm like kind of behind them and we're walking through a market. So, um, you know, I got my son, I got sunglasses on. Remember, I'm kind of bigger, I'm bigger than I am right right now at the time. So, um, I look, I kind of feel like, okay, we're being followed. Right. So, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, without being noticed, I, like I kind of fall back to them behind them. Cause you know, we're walking through the market the whole time. I'm just like looking around, you know, I'm letting them just be like, Oh, well, you know, Mr. Kyle says, Oh, wow. Look at this. Oh, well, how much is this? And he, of course he's like pulling out his fucking money. I'm like, don't fucking pull out this fucking cash in this goddamn market. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, yeah, how much is it? And he'll just like pull out a fucking big wad of money. And you know, me and I think I'm like, put that shit away, you know, <laughs> like, he's like, I want to pay, and he'll just pull out, like, one bill and pay for it, and stuff the whole fucking thing back into his bag, and we're just like, fuck, but it's the daytime, but it's like, fine, and, you know, he's the boss, right, so I can't really, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I want to be like, you fucking idiot, stop this, but, like, if, if, if it was, like, a personal trip, I would have been cussed his ass out, Right, like with like, I don't give a fuck if you understand me or not. I would have been cussed his ass out, but he's my boss, so I can't really do that, quote unquote boss, right? So, so um, I um, yeah. So we're walking through that market, and and he, I think he was looking for some present for his wife or something like that. And I for fucking forgot. So when we get like around towards the edge of the market, like and we cross the street, I kind of. I see some younger guys following us a little bit, right? Like a group of like three or four younger guys. So I let them walk a little bit ahead of me. I just stop and I turn around and I just like, like, you know, I got sunglasses. I look like they're fucking, in hindsight, I'm, I'm, they probably thought I was here, their bodyguard or something like that. So I'm just like standing there, like staring at the guys like, yo, I, I see you, you know, like I, I know you're trying to follow us right now. 
And so they just like, oh shit. And they just kind of like, oh, fuck. And they just like turn around and walk away. I mean, it was a broad daylight. Like if it was in the middle of the night, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to do that. But, but also about, uh, at the time I was studying martial arts at the time too. So I was like, yeah, I could probably take them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it was three of them. If they didn't have any weapons, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, I, I would have been all right. Um, it was kind of my thinking. Um, so, uh, so by the way, I was studying Shirinji Kempo at the time, if you want to know what I was studying. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of Japanese style Kung Fu. It's kind of complicated, but mm. interesting story how I got into that. Um, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast, but basically, um, long story short, when, when, um, I was I think I was working my first job and there was a guy who was a teacher in Japan. Um, I still, I'm still friends with him online and he, um, you know, he was leaving to go back to, he was always like, Hey, you know, I teach Kung Fu and things like that. If anybody wants to train, you know, uh, it'll, it'll be cool. Like if you, you know, just let me know. Everyone was always like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All the other teachers were like, always oh, like, yeah, you hyped up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And nobody ever did it. And like, um, he was about to go back to his home country. And so he was like, Hey everyone, I'm going to be in this park area training. You know, if anyone, you know, just per training, if anyone wants to come and train with me, um, come on, like, you know, but I'm going to be there anyway, whatever. And so everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And then like, I was like, well, yeah, all right, well, fuck, fuck it. I, I'm down. You know, I heard them talk about this shit so many times. I was like, yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll be there. So, you know, he's like, all right, you know, just come through after work, bring your change of clothes, whatever. So I'm the only one that shows up, basically. And, you know, he teaches, you know, he just teaches me some basic moves and basic blocks and shit like that. And um, it was real fun. It was really fun, actually. And I was like, oh, yo, this is, uh, you know, um, actually pretty, you know, I told you I'm not like a fighter kind of dude, you know, but, you know, I I definitely have a competitive streak to myself. So uh, when that switch gets kind of turned, especially within myself, like, Bring, bring out the most of myself is kind of something I like to do. And martial arts is really like along, along that vein. So um, just dealing with that shit and seeing myself getting better at something, even the smallest kind of way was really, really like, a little bit like okay, I like I want some more of this, you know, I got bit by the bug. And so I was like, well, fuck, but you're leaving Japan. So what should I do? And so he was like, well, you should try Shirinji Kempo. And, you know, and I was like, okay, so just Googled it, found the dojo. Again, dojo that I went to, you probably heard me talk about it if you're a long-time listener. And that's how I started into Shoenji Kempo. So, um, so yeah, you know, um, I was pretty confident in my skills at that time. Um, so, you know, I wasn't really, like, scared, you know. Um, but, you know, so I just, you know, and again, I was bigger. I, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm not like that type of dude. Like, I'm bigger than you was up. But I was just like clearly just wanted to you know show like you're not sneaking up on us right now or you're not sneaking sneaking up on me you know so if you're gonna do something we're in broad daylight we're in the middle we on the main street if you're gonna do something do it right now and let's get it out of the way otherwise like you know what are you doing kind of thing and you know i'm sure if, if you grew up in a city you can kind of imagine that type of situation like generally speaking if it's not like a hardcore criminal they're gonna kind of back down right because you, you know you you if you're in like a main area you've got the threat of the pol- not i'm saying i'm like an intimidating well i might have been at that time but um just not only me 
I was at an advantage in that situation, and I knew I was because we were in a wide open area. We were on the main road. We were tourists. It was daylight, you know, and so if something actually would have happened, for them, the the threat of the police being there was because there's an increased, really increased police presence in that, you know, to try and make it safe for tourists and things like that. So, so I just kind of made my move at that point in time, and they backed down. And but like the Japanese people, they had no idea. Like they were just like walking around, like, oh, where where are we going? What's that place? And, you know, shit like that. It just took a second, and then like you know, they kind of those guys kind of left. And I told them, I think like a few days later, like I think that night, I told them at dinner, and they were like. <laughs> what really i was like yeah 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 but it was cool don't worry about it <clears throat> you know well when, when i was trying to explain to mr kawasaki like yo you gotta be fucking careful out here you know um uh, and it wasn't sinking into him i had to kind of explain like that type of shit happens like you're just not seeing it you know and he's like <clears throat> i'm just like god damn it <laughs> i'm just like god damn it so but whatever you know he's the boss so i can't really say it too straight so Mm. Not yet. I I, I kind of told him off one time, so uh, don't worry. We, I'm, honestly, I'm <laughs> y'all might hate me for this, but this is gonna turn into a three part thing actually, because the second trip to Cambodia and the conclusion of the story kind of takes uh, some more explaining. Actually, um, it won't probably won't be the full episode, but. Uh, just for the time of night and you know you can see how you know we're getting deep into the episode so um yeah it's gonna be a three-part three-parter my bad sorry but anyway but again i'm, I'm just trying to relive this shit as much as i can um but, yeah, whatever anyway so um so where were so yeah that was another second thing that happened that weekend so um the third thing which really changed my view of Mr. Kawasaki was when I saw his dark side was, um, yeah, so I think we were having a conversation about that type of shit. And um, there, I think when we were walking around, going to the restaurant, there were kids, street kids. There, You know, I'd been to India before. Um, you've heard me talk about it. I've been to India before. So there were just beggars on the street. Um you know, small kids like eight, nine, ten years old asking for money. Now, me and um, IT guy, he kind of picked up on it as well. Like, you know, I kind of had to explain, like, you know, the kids were like, hey, money, money, you know, whatever. I forgot what the fuck they were saying, but, you know, I was just like, haha, nah, buddy, nah, can't give you anything, you know. I'm friendly with the kids. And I was kind of explaining to them, like, you got to be, like, with beggars, you know, or, you know, panhandlers. Beggars sounds kind of like a negative word. But panhandlers in America, like, as long as you're respectful, it's not an issue. You know, you can decline respectfully, and generally you're not going to have a problem. But you just got to, like, make a line in the sand. That's all. Just be respectful. You know, they're human, too. It's a little fucking kid. And I got you. You got to hustle. I understand it. No problem. Sorry, dude. I can't give you any money. I'll shake your hand. I'll say hi. I'll say good night. You know, but nah, you're clever. I like you, but I can't give you any money. You know, and so, and so I told him, like, you know, I, I, what I said was, you know what, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm, and the kid, I forgot how, a few times the kid kept coming back. Come on, come on, give me some money. I was like, 
nah, 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 nah. And what I told him was, and I told, explained it to the IT guy. I was like, look, don't give this kid money now. You know, I was like, if you're going to give him money, give him money when we're ready to go back home. Give him money when you're ready to leave. Because if you give him money now, he's going to come back. You know, like, trust me, don't fucking give him money now. You know, he's a cute kid. He's cool. He's got a hustle. I like him. I'm going to give him a little money. But at the end of the night, right? So, um, so, uh, yeah, and that's what happened. Like, he just kept following us around, like, you know, talking to us and shit like that. And um, what happened was Mr. Kawasaki, of course, his dumb ass, I think right, I think before, I forgot before or after I said that, he's like, hey, my friend, he, 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 laughing, playing with the kids and shit, pulls, he's Mr. Moneybags, pulls out his big fucking wad of money, like, hey, here you go, you know, and the kid's like, oh, shit, you know, sees him, you know, like, ah, goes running off, right? <laughs> Ten minutes later, three kids come back, <laughs> right? And, and, and <laughs> three kids are in his face asking for money, you know, and he's like, no, 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 no. I gave you money already. And of course these fucking kids are not going to take no for answer. They're fucking street kids, panhandlers in fucking Cambodia. You just pulled out a, they know you got money, you know, now. And so they on his ass. Right. And not in a negative way. These are nice little kids. Like they're, they're panhandlers, like, but they're clever kids. And so they just keep golden them going, Hey, come on, come on, come on. And they just, they're just swarming them. Like, it's like, like we're eating and, you know, they're just waiting. Like we're in, we're in like the balcony, not balcony, but like the patio area. And <laughs> it's like, now it's like a little swarm of kids. Cause it's like first, you know, they heard he got money. So now it's like, first it was like one little kid, then three little kids, then five little kids. And they're just sitting there watching us eat, waiting for it. I'm just like laughing. I'm like, I told you, man. They're just waiting for you. As soon as we walk outside this restaurant, you are getting swarmed by little kids asking you for money, you know. And but in his mind, because he, he again, he's a fucking doofus. Like you know, he's like, well, in Japan though, I gave him money. He's trying to explain to me, no, I gave him money already. That's it. It's over. I'm like, this is not. And and this time, it guys would be like, yo, you need to get your shit together. Because this is not fucking Japan. Like, and he's just like, mm. so, so, like, I forgot how it happened, but like, I think, yeah, we were about to go get a taxi or something like that. And, and at that time, like, you know, um, I gave, you know, we were about to leave for the night. I gave a little kid, I think I gave a little kid a little bit of money. I was like, all right, you know, go ahead. Here you go. And I'll go ahead and get, get up out of here. All right. I'm like, look, I got you. That's it. Nothing else. Next time you see me, you're not getting anything else. Right? You know, like, kind of sternly. But friendly. Like, I like you. Here you go. Get yourself something nice. Get the fuck out of here. Right? And of course. <laughs> he's like, thank you. And then runs right over back to Mr. Kawasaki. He's like, hey, give me some more money. You know? <laughs> not like that, but, like, you know, it's like, hey. And Mr. Kawasaki, like, yells at this kid. Like, he's like, no, 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 like, like that, like he barks at him like a fucking dog. I'd never seen this shit. And this is like this little, like eight, 10 year old Cambodian kid. And you can, you know, the kids, he's like 
you know, like a street smart kid, you know, you can see his kind of like, I got my little game. But when he's doing that, you can just see the little, like scared little kid come out of him. And he's just like curls up like a little dog. And he's just like, you know, like looking at him like, oh, like the scary guy. Like, you know, and I'm just like, yo, what are you doing? You know, I just kind of had to be like, yo, 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 chill. I mean, he wasn't going to hit the kid, but he, you know, he didn't know how to say to him, like, leave me alone. You know, and he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, so loud and so, like, you know, like, aggressive at him. And I'd never seen that from him. And I was just like, yo, what you? and we get in the taxi. And it was like, yo, both of us are like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? That's a little kid. You know, and he's like, no. And he's trying to explain, like, no, no. I gave him money. He wouldn't leave me alone. Like, that's not right. And then I'm like. And we, and we we starting to get felt like yo this is not fucking Japan you can't do this shit here like you need to fucking get your shit together you need to fucking listen to so that's when I'm like uh oh you know like is this dude gonna be all right like so so um again radar flag should have been off on that one but but whatever I'm like all right we're here and I'm just trying to focus on my part because I think coming up the next day or the other day was was my part where I was gonna actually start doing sales meetings. In my mind, I'm gonna be now. Let's fast forward to the next day. So we got the machine, we got everything. In my mind, I'm gonna be in like a boardroom with like I made little flashcards, index cards, and I'm like gonna be you know. A boardroom full of impossible in, in investors, and I'm going to be giving a speech and a slideshow and do all this shit. What ended up happening was, like, the plan was we had some people come into Mr. Cambodia's company's office, and they would look at a demonstration, and the Cambodian staff would explain to them. Then we were going to go to visit a few other businesses, and then I was just going to talk to these people about possibly buying or sampling the shit. Um... And, you know, so, of course, they come to the office, they do the little hand lever thing. <laughs> the, fir the first time, <laughs> it was crazy, because the first time we did the hand lever thing, it, it stopped. It wasn't supposed to stop, like, when you put the oil additive on there, it stopped. I mean, it looks goopy, it, it looks like it works, you know, but the first time it stopped, and the Cambodian people were, like, kind of half laughing, like, Psh, these guys are fucked. But then after that, it, it worked fine. And so when the people came, they tried it, it worked fine. They were like, oh, that's interesting, it's great, like, you know. But they're like farmers and, and small business people in, in Phnom Penh, like, you know, no no heavy hitters. So, like, okay, you know, that went okay. <laughs> and I remember, like, this is one of those defining moments in my life, right? Like, this thing that happened. Mm. Not because, it, it kind of made me, this is one of the things, one of the small moments, like, sometimes you can feel, I think in life you can feel a moment that like you level up that you you know you meet a challenge and you pass it and that kind of helps with your self-confidence and, and this is one of those moments like so the next day we're going to visit different people and stuff like that and it was like this Cambodian farmer guy and they're like okay Kiel you're doing it they're giving the presentation you know all the information you got it it's your time I'm like, this is my first time pitching some of this shit, you know. So I got my note cards. Everything. I don't know what the fuck I'm walking into at all. So this clearly busy farmer. Um, and, and, like, I got, like, two young Cam Cambodian guys who I've been kind of cool with before. And Japanese people in the back. 
And so his office, we go into his office and they're like behind me and I sit down, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, I'm busy. So what, what, what can I do for you? And so I'm like, well, and so I have my, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just remember what happened. So there's a fan. It's, it's Cambodia's hot. There's a fan like on my right, like at like a 45 degree angle. And he's there at his desk. I put my note cards on, cause you know, I, I, I at first I start like I'm like okay, I want to start giving him a memorized pitch, but he kind of I'm like I read him like he doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. I'm like okay, fuck, I don't know what I should do. So I put my note cards on the desk for a second. I'm like let me put them down just so I can just start warming them up. And as soon as I put them down, he's like, hold on one second. He looks over and looks away as soon as he looks away the fan sweeps over blows all of my name cards back into my face <laughs> like my, my note cards like back into my face and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> and they fall on the floor <laughs> but he doesn't see it right <laughs> thank, thank, thank goodness he doesn't see it right so uh, <laughs> i forgot what he did took a phone call or something so he doesn't see it so i'm just like like I, I shit a brick. Like I was like, oh fuck. So now I'm like completely thrown off, right? And um, I'm like, oh shit. So I'm like trying to like, I'm like digging. If you can't see, if you can see what I'm doing, I'm like, if you can't see what I'm doing, I'm like sitting at this table at his desk. I'm like digging under the ground to try to pick up my name cards while keeping a cool ass face and not moving around too much. And you know, the, I, I look back and I see the Cambodian people just like they just laugh at me. You know, I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, I'm a fucking loser for a second, you know. And I was like, fuck. So the guy, he kind of puts his attention back to me. He's like, all right, so what's up? What do you, you know? And so me and him start rapping and I start talking to him, you know, basically like, okay, what kind of equipment you got? Like, what are you doing? You know, he's like, yeah, my equipment's old. I'm like, all right, look, hey, I'm not trying to sell you today. Not trying to do any of that. All I'm saying is we have a great product we have a great product it, it can extend the life of this it can do this it can do that you know all we're trying to do is test the market get a feel for what type of equipment what type of needs are here you know all we'd like to do is get you to commit you to you know letting us test it on some of your equipment and catalog the the um the results so that we can be, so that you know if if it benefits your equipment cool if it you know if it doesn't fine and then um He's like, well, what if it breaks my equipment? I look back at Mr. Kawasaki. He's like, what are we going to do? He's like, we'll pay for it. He's like, well, hey, we'll pay for the shit if it breaks. He's like, all right, cool. Well, all right, shit. You know, Mr. Kawasaki was like, yeah, we're just going forward. We're doing everything. So we got, I got a handshake commitment from the guy, you know, and while after handshake, I'm like kind of shuffling to pick up my leftover name cards that sprawled out all over his fucking floor. (laughs) And I got them all, you know, but that was like a moment where I completely dropped the ball and I picked it up and I ran with it and scored a touchdown, you know? And that was, I think one of the first times I'd ever done that, especially in such a unconventional type situation. It was like, it was fucking crazy shit ever. Um, like that would, that, that conversation was like about five minutes, but I could feel, you know, I could feel the pressure on me, you know, from like everyone was looking at me and, you know, I had to deliver kind of thing. And I did, it was a small delivery, but it was after I left, everyone was like, you did it, Akil, and everything. I was like, 
fuck yeah. And I had the confidence to go to like the next, you know, the next one and meet with like another auto shop guy. And he's like, look, look, let me just put a little bit of shit in my moped and see what happens. And we're like, yo, we can't do that, man. We got to do it the right way. We got to catalog the shit. And after that, I had, I had my spiel, how I, how I went through things. And so, uh, you know, we were, you know, uh, IT guy was kind of logging and documenting, documenting all the, the people and stuff like that. And so it, we were, it seemed like we were making some progress, you know. And um, Mr. Kawasaki's in the background like, yeah, see, I knew it. You, you can do it. You're going to do it. We're going to be rich. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, okay. But, you know, we got to follow up on all this shit. So, you know, we're making kind of promises. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm talking to people like, yeah, we had some oil items before, but they don't work. And da, da, da. So I'm just kind of like under Mr. Kawasaki's name, I'm, I'm just like, yo, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So then I think at the final day or something like that, um, he had a meeting with a Japanese oil shipping or like a shipping company or some shit like that, which is like big, you know? So then I was like, okay, it's his turn. Now, this is the funny thing. Name cards are really important in Japan. Mr. Kawasaki asked me to print his name card. Of course, I completely fucked it up. I had a buddy who can, who, I was like, yeah, I got a friend who could design name cards. He's not Japanese, but, you know, he just designed name cards. We're both not Japanese, and we're just writing completely the wrong shit on there. He's like, fuck. He's like, he gets the name cards the day before we leave. Like, this is not correct at all. Like, he has to scratch it out. And, but again, Mr. Kawasaki's a fucking doofus, so he hired a foreign person to write name cards for Japanese people. You know, whatever. Anyway, anyway, um, so, sorry, I just realized how idiotic that was for him, because he did not think to do name cards until, like, literally, I think, like, one or two days before he left, he realized we needed name cards, and I had to make them. And of course, he didn't tell me what to put on there. He didn't tell me at all. He was just like, yo, I need name cards for me and for you. Can you do it? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But he didn't tell me at all. I mean, of course, I didn't think I should have asked him what to put on there, but he was like, yeah, just make one for me, for you. Here's the address and whatever. I'm like, all right, all right, fine. I'll get it done. You know, run around, get the shit done, get the shit printed. But it's completely wrong for Japanese business etiquette. So we go in and meet, you know, this fucking shipping guy. It's just me and him. And uh, the meeting was just awkward. The shipping guy was just looking at him like, what the fuck are you look at his name card like okay because he's got shit all scratched out on there because he's like oh you know he's foreign he got it, got it all fucked up and he's like uh-huh, uh-huh you got what now he's like uh, yeah like you know it was just like a disastrous meeting um but you know and mr kawasaki's like yeah 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 you know it's fine it's fine it's the first step we got foot in the door i'm like okay so um you know, we wrap up the trip, the first trip, uh, and it, you know, it was like, okay, it went fairly decent, you know, like it's, it's, it's a foot in the door in Cambodia. I can see myself, you know, doing this, you know, if if we fulfill all these promises, we got to go back, we got to test things, we got to redo the packaging of the product, we got to prove, you know, that that it works on the ground in Cambodia. If we do that, we can start to build a business there. All right, got it, great, right? So, so this is how I'll wrap up this story, this part of the story. One more, one more event that happened on this first trip. On the way back, 
we go through, I think it's on the way back. Yeah, yeah I think I'm pretty sure. If we, fuck it, whatever. I, uh, I want to say it was on the way back. Yeah, because uh, on the way back, we spent a night in Singapore. <laughs> now, uh, the trip to Singapore was funny because um, one of the things that Mr. Kawasaki wanted to do for his wife was buy her a fake Louis Vuitton bag, right? Now, he said, like, yo, the whole time he's talking about, yo, we get super fakes. You know, Singapore super fakes are the best in the world. So I, I want to get her a super fake Louis Vuitton bag. Like, their their fakes are better than fake. They're super fakes, and they're great. You can't tell the difference. This guy's a fucking idiot, right? Like, I, can't, I was thinking about it today. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, imagine me trying to give my wife a fake Louis Vuitton bag. Like, if she could even sense that that shit was fake, she... I mean, a Japanese woman probably wouldn't say anything if she knew it was fake, but my wife would, like, and I would be the biggest sleazeball in the world. So, of course, which this guy was. Um, So, okay, just sorry, just had to check the time. So, um, or check the... Uh, make sure I'm still recording. So, so, <laughs> you know... Whose job is it to get these guys a fake Louis Vuitton bag? Me, right? Because, you know, of course, I'm the only guy who can speak English. So, you know, and of course, he's the boss. So we do a little sightseeing, and then he's talking about the super fake. We got to get a super fake bag. We got to get a fake bag. I'm like, you know, all right, this is no big deal. I, I, I was a bit concerned because, you know, I remember, like, hearing about the dude that got caned in Singapore, and the laws in Singapore are really fucking strict. And I was like, yeah, buying counterfeit goods. Could, might land us in jail or I don't know what the laws might be for some shit like that so I'm not trying to find out but this guy's really pressuring me for this so fuck it like all right fine so we go to the mall he's like yo yo you know I'm like all right cool y'all just fucking hang don't you know it's like all right let's go talk to this guy you know like in some some bag store or some shit like that I was like all right Y'all just stay the fuck over here, right? Just, just don't come anywhere near me, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all are way too Japanese, like way. Too, you know, your eyes are like this big. You're, you know, you're just looking all type of crazy. Like, you know, y'all clearly have never bought drugs before. Just like, <laughs> you know, just stay over there. Let me go talk to this guy, and I'll, and I'll figure some shit out, right? So I go talk. You know, this guy who owns a shop, and I'm like, hey man, you know, I don't know what, I, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, hey man, look. I'm looking for, you know, I got these Japanese dudes with me. We're on a business trip. They're looking for some, you know, um, some, some, some luxury goods. You know anything? You know, anybody who can hook us up? And he's like, all right, cool. Go wait over there. I'll call someone to come get you, right? All right, cool. So we, we get this fucking crazy-ass taxi driver. He's like crazy, dude. Like, I mean, he's a cool dude, but he's crazy. He's like, all right, I'm going to take you where you, why didn't you call me before? Man, you should have called me before when you touched down. I could have done everything. Oh, my lordy goodness. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot to tell you. See, this, this is so much shit that happened on the trip. Um, okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop this part of the story because I have to tell you something else that happened the night before when, when we got in, right? Some big issue happened with our luggage. It didn't arrive until the next day, right? Next morning. So we just get... so. Um, another thing that Mr. Kawasaki wanted to do, which me and IT guy were completely not down for at all. 
he really wanted to, you know, another Japanese guy with money was telling him like, yo, there's, you know, these brothels that you can go to in Singapore or, or some shit like that. There, He wasn't, it wasn't even a brothel. He was just like, there's these like hostess bars where the girls line up, they bring them all in, they line them up and it's, it's great. And, you know, he, this is really rich, like investment guy. Again, if you remember from the previous episode in that group B, there was one really, really rich guy in that group like really rich guy and he used to bring down like paintings and, and jewelry and shit and like hey come he's like a eccentric rich guy he's like hey come take a look at this painting i mean not even showing off just like hey look at this it's just like worth like you know fucking a few hundred thousand dollars like hey isn't it cool all right let me take it back up to the house hey come look at this jewelry and he's like <laughs> i was like if i was not a nice guy i could just rob your ass right now like you know, <laughs> it was going through my head but i was like but then again how would i get out of this building but but still you're showing me like about you know, I don't know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars worth of jewelry and like a fucking hundred thousand dollar painting and <sighs> okay, okay, but whatever. I'm in Japan. It's cool. It's cool. You know. <laughs> so, um, so whatever. So that guy filled Mr. Kawasaki's head with like thoughts of like some miracle hostess bar or some i don't know what the fuck it was but you know some place where they bring out the girls they line them all up for you and stuff like that so he kept talking about this shit and you know he was like we gotta, gotta go find it and of course like you know he's like okay so this is the previous night so when we, we after we landed we go to the hotel and he wants to go hunting for uh wait hold on one second this story has dragged out so much i had to get another beer all right, so, uh, okay, so, all right, mm. so this eccentric guy from um, Group B, you know, filled his head up with this shit, so he's, like, so amped up to, like, go to some fucking hostess bar brothel in Singapore, whatever, you know, that he's just like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, you know, and I'm like, fine you know me and it guy are just like fuck like fine yo like we hop in a taxi and he's like yo ask him ask him and so i'm like okay do you know i feel like such a sleazeball i'm like you know where we can get some girls they, these guys want to get some oh not just these guys this guy because <laughs> we're, we're like not us like this guy wants to get some girls and like while the taxi driver's like okay so all right fine um you sure you want you know he's just like all right i'll take you where you want to where you can go you know <sighs> yo like mm. hold on let me take a drink before i fucking tell you this shit mm. 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 we drive into like this shady shady side street shady side street in fucking singapore and like this is just like the prostitute alley basically you know and it's just filled with i'm I'm told again please don't attack me i'm told they were vietnamese prostitutes because you know again don't if you're Vietnamese, I'm sorry. I, if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I'm sorry. But this is just what I was told. That, you know, hostesses and people from Vietnam come into Singapore to make money. 
Um, so I'm not again I'm not familiar with the ins and outs of Singapore. But like, you know, like it was like no joke. Like we pulled up the taxi on that the pack taxi pulled into that side street, turned the corner. It was like night of the living dead. It was like at least like 40 to 50 women out there in this dimly lit fucking side street, like, you know, off the main strip, off the main road where like there were a lot of like main areas or whatever. And Mr. Kawasaki got so pumped up. He like almost jumped out of his seat. He's like, he's like a kid in a fucking candy store, like, like pressing his glass, like in looking at fucking Toys R Us before Christmas, like, you know, fucking Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2, like, <laughs> like, damn, you're poking his head out the window. And you know, he's like, yeah, 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 stop the car here, stop the car. And like, and the guy's like, yo, the taxi driver's all sketched out. He's like, all right, do whatever, just pick which one you want and let's get the fuck out of here. You know, and like, so I had to make an instant decision, right? <laughs> because Mr. Kawasaki's like, damn, you're ready to jump out of the fucking taxi. There's like, clearly like, 40, 50 pimps and prostitutes, you know, on the street looking to fucking tear us from limb to limb, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the taxi driver is like slowing down. He's like coasting down the street and it's starting to swarm in. And I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, go to the industry, go to the industry right now. Just keep going, go to the industry. I'm like, we're not stopping here at all. Right. Um, And you know, Mr. Kawasaki's all dude like, what, 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 what are you doing? Like, it's like you took his fucking puppy away. Like, what, what, what's happening? Yeah, remember he's a fucking doofus. He's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know the fuck. So um, I'm like, yo, and you know, so then we hop out. And I'm like, yo, that's dangerous. Like, you know, I'm basically no, no. <laughs> you know, he's like that. I'm like that's dangerous. He's like, we gotta find him. We gotta find. He, like he literally was running like okay over here like let's go over here let's go over here let's go over here and like because i think it was like kind of late so everything was starting to shut down for the night and he was just trying to like just basically bouncing from trying to bounce from karaoke place to karaoke place, trying to find any place where the you know the, the the promised land of like the miracle women were there and of course, he didn't get the name of the place. He didn't get the address of the place. He didn't get the area of the place from this guy at all. He just heard about it. And after like a while, you know, like me and IT guy are like really sketched out right now, you know, and we're just like looking at each other like, yo, this is not good at all. Like, you know, this is not bueno, no bueno, you know. And Malo, I think it is, right? Malo maybe is, is, is not good. So like when I, you know, I try, I'm my person, when I try to hold stuff in, I hold stuff in as much as I can. Cause I can't hold it anymore. And I got to just like, I explode it out like a Kamehameha. And I just like, with as much restraint as I can, I have look, Mr. Kawasaki, no, this shit is dangerous right fucking now. We need to stop this shit right now. Like, you know, this is, ah, oh, no, 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 that happened after, because what happened was, like, um, yeah, that fucking prostitute alley shit happened, then we found, like, some karaoke place, he, he was like, yeah, we're going into this karaoke place, we go into this karaoke place, and, like, yeah, that's what happened, this motherfucker, okay, um, drink some more beer, I'm getting flashbacks of this shit, <laughs> hmm, 
Because we go into this karaoke place, like one of the places where he was just like, you know, frantically trying to figure out. It was a karaoke place, but a really sleazy, really dirty karaoke place. And it's clearly just a front for prostitutes. It was just like a brothel. Like they, you know, got girls, you know, so we're, it's not like a like a hostess bar thing in Japan where you're singing and, you know, you just got a girl hanging there. Like, you know, I got like, it's like the really not nice looking room with this old ass karaoke system. Mr. Kawasaki's in there trying to sing his favorite song. I forgot what fucking song he sung. He can sing it beautifully. Like it was like, he's like, it was like Susan Boyle kind of beautiful. Like, you know, he, he again, he's a fucking idiot. Something like that. It was weird. And so he was trying to flip through antiquated fucking karaoke system. And we've got like these, basically prostitutes just like are we gonna are you gonna pay me to have sex yet and we're just i'm just me and it guy are just looking like no 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 and mr kawasaki is just having so much fun like hey like because you know in japan customer first so he's just taking his time he's just having fun and he you know and like the, the the madame is i guess like popping in and out like so what, what are you doing like are you choosing anybody what's going on and you know, and I was just kind of like trying to explain, like, yo, Mr. Kawasaki, we need to leave here. This is not the fucking. He's like, no, 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 I want to sing. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. And he's like, yeah, we want to go. I'm like, this is not the type of place for that shit. You know, this is not Japan. And I'm just like, yo, this is not Japan. And me, and you know, then IT guy is like seeing me getting frustrated. And he's like talking to him, talking to him, like in his ear, like, yo, look around you. Look at what's happening right now. These are not regular hostesses. She's wearing a fucking oversized shirt and some booty shorts and some flip flops. Like, you know, like she's here to take you to the fucking other hotel and like, you know, get some cash off of you. This is you're wasting their time. You're wasting our time. And you're kind of putting us in a dangerous type of situation right now. So we need to get the fuck out of here, you know. Cause we don't know what happens if these people start getting frustrated and they start demanding money, you know, like I ain't trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's, I think that's when we finally convinced him to leave and he was getting even more frustrated. So, you know, we went from the alley to the shady karaoke place and he's like running all around the streets trying to find places. And I was just like, yo, no. You need to fucking get your shit together right now. This is not the fucking time for this shit. We need to go back to the fucking hotel right now. You are getting in the fucking taxi. And I mean, I, I didn't say fuck, but like, you know, I was like, you need to get in a taxi right now. This is dangerous. You don't understand. This is not Japan. Like, get in a taxi, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, Akio. Like, oh, I never saw, like, your spirit like this before or some shit like that, you know? Like, you know, basically he never saw me pissed off before. Like, you know, I'm always kind of like a nice, kind of chill dude. But, like, you fucking up right now. Like, you know, like, get in the fucking taxi. Get the fu- to the fucking hotel. And that's it. You're done. You know, kind of was kind of my stance. Like, you're fucking done. You know, so. So that was the previous night. So fast forward to the next day. 
we're you know i go to the dude we get, we're in the fucking taxi with this crazy taxi driver he's like yo why didn't you fucking call me like you 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 were here since yesterday i could have got you you know i told him the story because he speaks english so i tell you know i'm talking to him he's a nice dude like funny talking all crazy i'm like yo i told him the story what happened last night and fucking, he's like you wanted girls oh i could have got you girls like you know and mr kawasaki he's like girls where oh shit i'm like fucking chill we're hopping on a plane in fucking three hours Can, Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> At this point, I'm like done. I'm just like I'm kind of done babysitting him. I've you know for the for the trip. Um, so um, so we get you know he's talking to us about it. The taxi driver's talking to us about erection pills and like all this, just trying to sell us all this crazy shit. Like it was just fucking crazy. Um, I don't remember half the shit he was saying, but he was just off the chain. So we go to this fucking warehouse district and he's like, all right, go through that door. I'll pull around and I'll meet you on the other side of the building. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, so, you know, whatever. I can kind of guess what was what's happening right now. They are completely shaded out. You know, I'm like, I just got to take the lead. I'm like, y'all, yo, you wanted some fake shit. This is the way. Come with me if you want to live. You know, let's just get in and get out. So, yeah. This motherfucker, we get into the fucking joint, right? We get into the joint, and like it's a nondescript fucking warehouse door. We walk through; it's just filled with fucking fake luxury goods all over the fucking place, right? Like, like it's just crazy. Like, you know, I don't know what's good. I ain't buying shit. Like, I ain't buying nothing fake. Like, I ain't buying shit. So, um, you know, um. IT guy, he's not buying anything. He's just looking around like, oh, well, they have this, or well, they have this. He's just looking at shit. Um, Mr. Kawasaki, he thinks he's in the fucking shopping mall. He's, like, examining shit. He's, like, looking at, oh, look, it's fucking shit. Oh, how much is this? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm asking questions and shit. I'm like, this ain't the spot for this. Like, yo, what do you want? You know, like the the guy is just like, you know, he's kind of standing there. First few first few items, he's kind of like, you know, answering questions. After like about two or three minutes in, like it's it's not a big room, right? It's not a big room. No windows. It's two doors. Door to go in. Door to go out. That's it, right? In the fucking nondescript storage unit type shit, and. Mm, after two, three, after about two questions, after about two, three minutes, you need to buy some shit and get the fuck out of there, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? And he, but he's fucking out. He's at like Whole Foods. Like, he's just like, oh, oh, looking, looking at the packages, looking at the back. Like, he, he, I'm like, again, from the events of the previous night, Mr. Kawasaki, what do you want? What do you want? You need to buy something. You need to buy something. We need to go. You need to buy something. He he's just like, what the fuck? Oh, this is great. Wow, you look. I want to see that one. That one. No, no, that one. Mister Kawasaki. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm right here. We need to buy something and get the fuck out of here right now. You know. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. 
<laughs> you know, in in like I can see the the seller dude kind of like you know, you know he's getting kind of antsy, and I'm you know I'm looking at Mr. IT dude, and he's picking up like, oh okay, yeah, we need to get the fuck out of here. So then he starts going at Mr. Mr. Kawasaki, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go, go go. I think we're in like five ten minutes, which is way too long for you to be doing an illegal transaction way too fucking long right i think we yeah and um and it wasn't a big room it wasn't a big room maybe it was like a yeah, small room maybe like again 30 to 50 bags in there jewelry in there watches in there shit like that you know we need to go Okay, because I ain't trying to get caught in this room in Singapore at all. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> mm. so finally, you know, he's like, "Okay, I'll take this one." He gets a fake Louis Vuitton bag and throws it in the taxi driver's trunk. And um, you know, I give the taxi driver a tip, and then we go, and then we we hop back on a plane and, and get back to fucking Japan. But like, yeah. That was uh, that was the conclusion of the first trip to Cambodia, right? There's one more trip to Cambodia. I'm I'm gonna again, uh, and then I'll conclude the, the one more trip to Cambodia and the conclusion of the story. Um, it probably won't take up the fur the whole episode of the next time. Um, just because it's is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for next time. Um, I do have some other stuff for you guys, some really good stuff for you guys um, next time. Uh, a docu-series um, that I stumbled upon on my, on my YouTube timeline that I want to break down in the next episode. Rod um, has another uh, Quora uh, thing. I haven't had a chance to really like read through it because I've been doing some other shit. My, I finished all my company stuff, by the way. Um, yeah, so I'm done with all that, but... Uh, I just got one more piece of paperwork to file for a different issue related to my business. But my main tax stuff I'm finished for the year, which is I'm pretty pumped about. So, um, so all right, we're at like right about one and a half hours. This might be the longest episode so far. I'm interested in listening to this shit. Cause, fuck, this story was fucking crazy. Um, and we're not even finished with it yet. Uh, okay. I, again, I just keep remembering shit as I tell the retell this story. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't remember that happened too. But um, definitely, I told you, Cambodia is kind of fucking wild. But anyway, all right, let me get the, the fuck up out of here. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening wherever you are, and I'll holler at you next time. Peace. <laughs>